The following podcast is a Rotten Corpse Radio production. Welcome to a supplemental episode of the Rotten Corpse Radio podcast, The Horror Show, only on RottenCorpseRadio.com. And before we get started, um, <laughs> now if you're clicking on this, you already know what this is. This is going to be our review for Hellraiser Judgment. Finally, judging the whole judging of judging since the judgment has been judging... And people have been prejudging since fucking they first talked about it. Judging in the judicial system. I will say that um, there's some new stuff on Netflix that was recently released. uh, One of which was um, The Ritual. And Ritual is a pretty cool movie. Um, A very very good watch. of course, if you heard our last episode where we were talking about um, <coughs> Victor Crowley, um, there's been a lot of, like, up and down. You saw some really interesting stuff from uh, the side of the PlayStation Network, right? What? About Victor Crowley. How only 12 people had fucking heard <coughs> it? By the time we had seen it. And the movie had been out, apparently, since October. Well, I didn't even really know they were doing this. They didn't have a whole lot of money. I don't think they had a whole lot of money for press. No. I don't think they had a whole lot of money for anything. Yeah. And for what it was, I mean, it was fun. I mean... It was good. Yeah, if, if, you, if you'd listened to it, our review was pretty... But it did not have the money behind it for it to try to top any of the other movies. Nope. It basically... Sun- it was like, still funny. Yeah. It was still classic. I could have gone for a little bit more blood splatter on fucking trees. And boobies. Well, and boobs. And nudity. And oh, shit. God. Did Especially you... that one chick that grew on you. Oh, man. We were so close. But anyways. <laughs> um, but yeah, fucking uh, Ritual was pretty cool. And um, I we actually got through the uh, full season of Altered Carbon. And we'll have to get to that review uh, next time we hear you. Or next time you hear from us, God. So next time you hear from us, we'll have a review for Altered Carbon, um, the Netflix series, and yeah, the Solomon Kane is the bad, is the one guy that killed himself in uh, Carbon. Yeah, we're so we're on, so we're on, uh, so we're on fucking uh, Netflix right now, and yeah, Solomon Kane. God. But if you do like the, if if, if you like that, did you like that actor? Oh, the guy, um... The guy who played the rich dude who shot himself? Yeah, yeah. Okay, if you like him, you should at least watch the the best season, uh, uh, the first season of The Following. The Following? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that show. I was gonna watch He's it, He's the right? serial killer in it. Oh, is he? 
magnificent job. Oh, wow. You'll love him. Yeah, because I'd heard about it, and I really wanted to watch it, but well, then it was like, kind of like... like it was, I liked it because it was like, nowadays, yeah. if a serial killer was in, you know how many women would love him? Like, back in the day of with Dahmer and Bundy and all them motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. Like, you know how many people, how many women were cuckoo and wanted to fuck him and marry him and all that shit? Now, imagine nowadays, with social media. Yeah. And how popular that guy would be, the following they would have. Oh, and, and that's what that, that show's about is he has all these people behind him that are all about murder just like him because they, they're in love with him they're in love with what he is which is super awesome I mean oh speaking of serial killers did you see that uh, James Hetfield is going to be joining the, the cast um, of the new uh, Ted Bundy um, film that's going to have Zac Efron in it as uh, Ted Bundy but uh, James Hetfield is going to be playing the cop that takes him in Oh, that's cool. He actually looked good in the outfit. They actually showed a clip, of, or like a, like a still from the um, production of it. Um, I'm bloody disgusting this week, and I was kind of enthused. I saw that and was like, man, I, I, I might be into that. I mean, I don't care. I, I don't think James Hetfield's going to have a big part, but it's good casting, you know. He looks the part. He really does. As an older guy, yeah. Maybe when he was younger, No. We would have never, ever seen him as a cop. Maybe a cowboy? But not a cop. <laughs> anyway, on to our judgment. Okay. I haven't liked a Hellraiser movie. And not even entertaining. And they haven't even been entertaining to me in at least, what, when did, I'll say six come out. 2006? Oh, since part six? Yeah. Uh, Hellseeker? Yeah. That, 06, 07, 08? Yeah, see, see, I'll say that Hellseeker was definitely better than Deader. It was better than Hellworld. Couldn't sit through either of those? Um, it was better, way better than Revelations. Revelations was fucking terrible. Um, I haven't honestly been, like, because I like 6, but 5 was, like, my last favorite one. Uh, Inferno. And... I mean, we've talked about that in the Hellraiser episode, um, you know, prepping up for this movie to come out. Um, of course, this movie did come out um, the day before Valentine's wow. Day. We were uh, we were off. Huh. It was 2002. Whoa. Okay, so that's a long fucking time ago. So, <laughs> so since... Wow, well, okay, I was off. Normally, I'm pretty good at that shit, people. Um, so, yeah, Hellseeker, so Hellseeker came out in 2002. 15 years since I've liked a Hellraiser movie. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch, Hellraiser, and ouch, Dimension. Okay. Yeah. I don't just blame fucking Hellraiser. I blame Dimension. And give the reins back to fucking Clive. Yeah. Let him do his thing. Let him either make the Scarlet Gospels a movie, or let him finally have his bookend on fucking Hellraiser. I mean, mm -hmm. enough of the fucking you know movie. I mean, I'll say this. So like, Doug Bradley didn't even help the series since they started getting shitty and it wasn't his fault it was the writers the director everybody they picked even up to Revelations man like everything about Revelations was wrong I don't want like I want a newer younger director horror director yeah that's a true fan of Hellraiser yeah not to do like an Origins or redo one or redo anything but 
Give me one between three and four. Yeah, a decent one, too. Um, I will say that um, besides this being probably one of my more... Because I, I liked it. I didn't... Like, if... It was entertaining. I love yeah. that one guy, the typewriter dude. Yeah, fucking... Um, he was creepy looking. His makeup looked great. I like how his face was wet and the latex was wet and the, the, the cuts were, were moist. And yeah, they looked kind of fresh. Yeah, they always looked fresh. It was like not bleeding, coagulating. Kind of like, kind of like uh, they were puffed up, you know, mm-hmm. from the, uh, from the fucking um, incision, or yeah, or from all the yeah, from all the different uh, marks and shit. Um, now I'll say this: uh, out of all the cast, all right. So, for anybody who watched this movie or gave it a chance, because a lot of the horror press had kind of said, "Well, this might not be that bad." And then you saw the cast had a couple recognizable faces. Heather Camp was in the movie for exactly, what, like 15 to 30 seconds? Yeah, she played the landlady. <laughs> um, and then fucking uh, David Carney, you know, he plays, he plays the main character. And um, I think uh, Alexander Harris also had been doing stuff. He probably, fans had probably seen him in a bunch of shit. But believe it or not... The director was the fucking, was the auditor. Really? Yeah, the guy who fucking, the guy the typewriter. Wow. Yeah, you did a good job. You did a damn good job. And you know, out of all the characters, and this is probably, maybe this is, this guy is a fan, because out of all the characters in this movie, his character reminds me the most like an old school Clive character. Like a character you would have saw in Lord of Illusions, or a character you would have saw in Candyman, or a character you would have saw in, like, fucking, even the Midnight Meat Train. I know, like, oh, like, yeah, because his cuts really reminded me of the one guy from Lord of Illusions, the bad guy that comes back. Yeah. And, okay, so, so yeah, so the auditor was pretty cool. Um, I love the way they make some of the Cenobites look. They should have put more of the, um,. Of the, the fucking mechanism and Chatterer's mouth, like they should have put more of a face prosthesis on it to make his teeth. For more sexy scenes with the Cinnabite twins. Yes, those girls actually look fairly hot. Uh, they didn't look as hot as the girls in Five, but I mean these are these are kind of a repeat Cinnabite from uh, I think they're from Six, like Six or Seven. <coughs> um, fucking Paul T. Taylor. That's Pinhead. He didn't do that bad. No, he didn't. I was... Because of the last guy... Because of the last guy, I was seriously expecting that this this movie's Pinhead was going to suck. I didn't want to believe that because the, the way he looked... I mean, the first... Like, remember the pr- first promo picture they had? Where the guy looked almost exactly like Doug? Mm-hmm. And in certain angles, he actually kind of does. Not, not when they do the freight. The when they look straight at him, that's the only time you can tell this dude's got a narrower head. You know, Doug's got more of the. He's got more of a, a guitar pick shaped head. Like where the pick where the pick tip is going down, or like Mr. Mackey, <laughs> from like South Park, and this guy's head. He's got more of a peanut shaped head. Mm-hmm. So he's he's more like peanut head, pinhead, peanut head. <laughs> you can call him that. Um, 
and I'm just learning the character's name, uh, but her the actress's name is uh, Helena Grace Donald. She plays a character named Josephiel. Or Jophiel? Yeah, Jophiel. Holy fucking shit. That girl was hot. Who? Basically the 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 angel that tries to meddle in with the, or meddle in their um in And then the, the new officer that was helping them. Yeah, she was probably girls actually she was actually a, a fairly decent actress. She had a nice butt. <laughs> Girl had a fucking nice butt. She's cute. Um Remember, remember, memorable look, you know. And that was the other thing too about the story. Okay, parts of the story you get taken out of it a little bit by some of the transition stuff that they do. You know, like when somebody's dazed, they do too much of the quick, you know, the quick uh, fades and stuff like that, trying to make them look dizzy. Um, the movie plays like a made-for-TV movie. It doesn't play like a theatrical film at all. Um, it plays like something you would have expected to see on the Sci-Fi Channel, even though it didn't premiere on the Sci-Fi Channel. <laughs> Hellworld did. You remember that? Mm-hmm. The Assessor, that guy who ate the fucking goddamn paper. That was a little disgusting. That guy was pretty fucking bad. Oh, right? dude, the... Um, when the girls licked the guy and spit all that saliva down Oh, the yeah, the ones that were supposed to be cleaning him. Oh, oh, if you dude. have a problem with saliva... Or just, or have a really bad gag reflex. You are not gonna like parts of this fucking. Movie. Oh my god! Yeah, some of it's, some of it's like almost cringy. You know, you remember that scene in the movie Unspeakable, that old trauma movie mm-hmm. from like the late nineties. Remember that part where the, where the dude is like doing fucked up shit to the girl in the wheelchair, and he's like, he's like feeding, he's like feeding her piss and shit and stuff like that, and it's just. It's just the the whole mouth thing, you know, like, anytime there's any, like, large amounts of, like, gooey spit or just nastiness, yeah, most of that stuff's good. It's good, it's good cheap, cheap heat, you know, cheap pops, um, but what did you think of, uh, what did you think of that first victim? Now, I didn't think the, I didn't think much of the, um... Like, I didn't really think a whole lot of the the display of the body at first. But when they find that fucking dog in her stomach, <laughs> dude, that was the best. Because you see the dog moving around, you see their stomach moving around and shit, and they show it in, like, cutaways, right? And then they're all like, where's the dog from the video? And that was the first thing she was looking for when I got there, too. And, oh, it was just so funny. But imagine, okay, so imagine this movie. This movie is essentially like a cop drama, very similar to how they did Inferno, which I can see why they went back to that kind of, they went back to that kind of story theme because Inferno was the last really successful one of the series, I think. I mean, I see it more on demand than I see the other ones. That was 2000. Yeah, like like on demand, if you go like on on, uh, Stars on Demand, it's one of the only... It's the last Hellraiser on, on the star, Stars on Demand list. It goes from one to five. That's it. And then... Um, I think uh, Showtime has, like... what I think Showtime actually has the other ones, the crappier ones. 
And, <laughs> and of course, on Netflix, you know, you'll see all of them. Yeah. But what did you think of? Uh, but what did you think of the first victim? Uh, the child monster murder guy. Yeah, the very first guy. Like, uh, like the way he kind of asking stupid questions. And... Yeah, just kind of the way they play off his fear. Like he's, like he's, like he's still trying to kind of, you know, not buy into the whole fact that he's a fucking sicko. Yeah, but you get that. You're in that house. You're supposed to be there. <laughs> yeah. You think. I mean, he probably doesn't really truly believe that. Probably in his heart of hearts, he thinks those kids deserved it. I don't know. <laughs> but, I mean, you gotta have some idea. You've been doing nothing but bad shit your whole life. And now here you are, in the victim's chair. I mean... And you're sitting in front of a guy who's got lacerations all over his fucking face. And you gotta you gotta assume at some point, you know, that you're fucked. <laughs> you're just fucked. And I like how he was trying to he was kind of projecting, you know, when the audit when the the auditor guy comes in. Or not no, no the assessor. Yeah. When the assessor guy comes in, he's like starts eating the paper, he's like like the right, tears of children. children. Yeah, he's holding up the vial and he's all, look at this. But they, he didn't show what he put on the other guys. That's what I was kind of... Yeah, no, he still had the vial out there, but he didn't... He didn't, like, he just started eating and then... He started choking. He, the first guy, he ate his whole thing and then puked and then they found out he was guilty, sliced him up, skinned him. So yeah, I love how, like, that big guy came in, turns around and it's a little bitch all... Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I love the blades she had, too. It was like two mini pendulums. Like, those were fucking rad looking. And, yeah, that was the other thing, too. Okay, so some of the set dressing stuff, like the outside of the house, I think the whole outside of the house should look more fucked up the further down it went instead of just getting whiter. For some reason, it's more fucked up at the top than it is at the bottom. Um, I I thought it needed to be the other way around. But I love the inside of the house. The inside of the house looked cool. And, you know, I mean, some of the crime scene sets and stuff looked a little kind of kind of wonky, but right when it gets towards the end, uh, and uh, by the way, spoilers, I love announcing this way late. Uh, <laughs> spoilers. It says review. You got to understand, we're probably just going to tell you everything about it. We're going we're gonna to ruin the whole movie for you. Hey, maybe you don't want to watch it. You just want to hear somebody's opinion on it. It's like... I wonder. I want to hear somebody else's opinion. It's like, eh, okay. We are that for you. Um, but, yeah, it's it's not a bad... It's a good rent. All right? If you're going to break this down into ownership value, this movie is a rent. A, a good, solid rent. Honestly, when it comes to, like, even, even with, like, the Victor Crowley movie... I would have only just rented that. If I had seen it in theaters, I would have never bought it. Um, maybe I'd own it if it was in a box set, but I wouldn't buy it by itself. Um, and that's kind of how I feel about this movie. 6.5, 7 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah, it's fair. Like, just a little bit over half. I'd probably give it a 6. Just got to go in a right, nice, even number. No, I just like it because it's 
a Hellraiser movie that has entertained me, and it's been 15 years since I've been entertained. Yeah. I liked a character in a Hellraiser movie that wasn't Pinhead. Yeah. Finally. Actually, yeah, because I think the one thing I really liked about the other series is, is that there are certain Cenobites that they pull, they pull out, like, from 3 and 4, where, like, they give you those really cool moments in a Cenobite, like, like, um, like, Doc... See what they did to me, bitch, you see? You know, he's all just like, he kind of looks like a robotic Hulk Hogan, you know? He just looks kind of weird. Uh, I, like, I like this one because it had an insanely hot chick in it. And the last one that I actually really, really liked was Five. And. Also had a really hot chick on And that fucking hooker chick was fucking oh, banging God. hot, dude. Like, you are way too hot for this movie. You know? It's like, what are you doing here? Uh, <laughs> you should be in your own movie. <laughs> Just call it. It's in the hot hooker of the movie. Uh, well, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's in the hot of the movie. <laughs> and I always like that that music that he's fucking her to. It's like the end credits uh, song from uh, Inferno. I can't remember how it goes. I just I just remember the whole. It's gonna be. I'm gonna put that music in this uh, episode. That'll be the opening song. <laughs> oh, but otherwise the music. Uh, yeah, that was the uh, other thing. So for most of the scenes, like the suspenseful pieces and stuff, the music's cool. But dude, every time they get to the house, where the Cenobites are, every time they get to the house, they're playing Fear Release by fucking Beethoven. And I'm not gonna get mad that there's Cenobites at this house. Okay, they're they're put on planet Earth. They didn't really tell us how. It's Don't fine. overthink it, dude. Just. Stop maybe, overthinking. Maybe people. somebody left the box open. I mean, it's probably from the internet. You remember how many boxes they had on that mantle? Oh, well, they, they do kind of say it in the, the, the world is so full of sin. Yeah, it's true. They need work, basically. And the best way to work is, hey. Yeah, a lot of innocent people die. So why not just hang out and just let the deliveries come to you? And the funny <laughs> thing is, at the end, spoiler alert, by the way, um... <laughs> Other spoiler. Pinhead actually does the right thing. Yeah, it's like he's grown a conscience, kind of. It kind of makes you buy into the whole, like... Not really, because... Well, yeah. Because he kind of wants to do it his way. Evil begets evil. Yeah. And the thing is, is, like, so he ends up killing, basically, the girl that's, like, kind of... She's kind of in charge of him, in a sense. She's, like, she's from up above. Yeah. Like... Number one, I can understand some people complaining about this. Like, why is Pinhead listening to Heaven? Yeah. When he's from... His God is Leviathan. Yeah. But his, it's... His, his, his savior is Leviathan, not an angel, not a savior. Yeah. She, uh, who, who cares if she banned everybody from the garden or whatever the fuck? Yeah. I like that she said Jesus wept. That was pretty fun. And she had, like, the... the uh, Like, he ended up pulling out a lot of his nails and putting them in her forehead, like a crown of thorns and, and shit. And the nails should have been longer. They should have been, yeah. They were kind of short. But that... Sorry but, for critiquing your work, bruh. But that <laughs> shot, though, where he's... Like, where he reaches up, it was so Hellraiser 3. Like, oh, they, yeah. They, they perfectly did that, that shot. It's just they didn't pull the nails out long enough. None of the nails had worms in them. It wasn't. Oh, gross. I know. It wasn't gross or weird. And I guess they didn't want to do it to rip off a movie, but they did it anyway. So, 
you might as well go full on rip off, you know. <laughs> um, it's in, within your whole series. Uh, Pinhead didn't have bad lines. No. Uh, one guy. Uh, he sounded good too. The one guy with the sliced face had the best lines. Yes. I like his reactions every time somebody was talking to him. He was like, Where are we? Is this, is this, this, is this, this, uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, heavens. Oh, heavens. <laughs> he just kind of. <laughs> this whole, like, I remember, like, what, what was it, um, when, when they're talking to him and he says. The same something different at, different zip code. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, um, he's like, Jesus, I think he said Jesus Christ and he's like, He's like, uh, you know, same town, different zip code, or something like that. <laughs> or same city, different zip code. <laughs> hey, he had a couple good lines. Yeah, he did. Better lines than I've heard in a while. No, oh, no. Yeah, and it was... Because, like, really, I don't think any of the Cenobites in any of the movies besides Pinhead really had any good one-liners. Not really. I think it's, like, the first same one. same thing I'll say about um, Victor Crowley. This movie had more money. It would have been way better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would have loved to have seen this guy's vision with more money. Dude. Like, I mean, okay, so if they give... Uh, <laughs> so if they give Gary Tunacliffe more money... Or Tunacliffe. I can't. I don't even know how he pronounce his last name. They give Gary... Gary! They give Gary more Gary, money. Gary! Minji! Gary! Oh, Gary! Um, <laughs> if Sorry. They, if they just give Gary more money and say, okay, make another one. You can use the same cast. Just make another one. Make it better. Hire a really good writer. You know, just... Hey, Clive, how you doing? Yeah, right? <laughs> hey, I need a new executive producer. We're going to make your last one. Don't worry. We just need two more because Dimension, you know. Miramax extended our fucking contract, so now we got to make more movies. <laughs> God, I wonder how that was going to go, too, with Dimension. That's a Weinstein group thing, isn't it? I'm surprised that then all disappear after Weinstein got all in trouble and shit. I mean, there is money to be made, obviously. Still a company. Yeah. His company's not on trial. Mm-mm. He is. Yeah, that's true. For his piece of shit. Though. His company is not a being. His company is a business. And that's why, like, it's like Donald Trump fucking getting away with murder fucking in the White House, but shit, his place, people are still making money. That's true, yeah. Actually, he just put out a book recently talking about how much he loves Jesus. Oh. Isn't that great? <laughs> oh, my God. We're tying it all back to religion with this movie here. Uh, dude, no. The last guy that did, like, the, you know how they write their books when somebody, another writer writes Yeah, it. the fucking, the, the ghost writer or whatever. Yeah. Well... The last guy that wrote the book for Donald Trump said Donald Trump was the biggest idiot he had ever met. He could only handle things in short little spans. That's why you always see him on Twitter. That's why... Yeah. He's ba- he's, he's basically the millennial generation. Oh, kind no. of. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that idiot. Let's get out. I'd like to see him die in a Hellraiser movie. That would be nice. That would be nice, yes. Or at least a lookalike or an orange person. Or I don't s- care. Or I'll somebody just any- eats a Cheeto and just kind of, you know, references Trump or something. You know, anything. Give us something. Something you can't go to jail for, okay? <laughs> yeah, back to this movie, though. Um, yeah, there's a little um, after the end, which... 
Okay, so they end up banishing. Uh, yeah, they banished fucking Pinhead for basically doing the right thing. And basically, they gave this movie the ending of Prophecy Two. Remember, when fucking Gabriel becomes a normal person, he's just yeah. a bum on the street. It's exactly what happens to fucking Pinhead in this one. Uh, and you get to see what he, you get to see what fucking Paul looks like out of the makeup. Yep. Without hair, it's kind of cool. Um, he actually looked a lot younger. And he got his, like, get to do his Tales from the Crypt yell ending. Yeah, I know, that's great. <laughs> why, did we put yeah. a, why, why did we put a twist on this movie? <laughs> um, I could have really gone for a different one. Um, and then the very, very end, um, it's like in the credit sequence, I think like a couple of minutes, um, they show this little moment where these Mormon missionaries, and they're in Germany, shows Mormon missionaries... Uh, pull over to this house and they're knocking on the door and it's the dude. It's the fucking... Uh, All they had to do with this ending. It's the auditor. All they had to do with this ending. Mm-hmm. Have the homeless person, him screaming on the side, and then Kirsty walk by dropping off money. That would have been great. That would have been great. It would have been a good close. I mean, it has a weird twist ending that doesn't make sense because eventually Hellraiser in space. But, hey... I like it. I mean, I think the other thing is, too, is maybe this movie exists in the world where they ignore... Or have Kirsty walk by and drop the box off in his little I need money kit. Oh, God, that would have been better. Like, people were dropping money in his thing, and then she just dumps the box in there. Because remember, I don't know if you knew um, the storyline for the comic, but, okay, so Clive co-wrote um, a, a comic series uh, for Boom... Um, it was the Hellraiser series where basically Pinhead ends up giving the fucking, uh, his job to Kirsty, And Kirsty becomes the new Lord of Hell. And in, in, in the beginning of the, of the comic series, Kirsty and her husband, I almost think it's the same husband from Hellseeker, but it's a different guy, um, are sent about. Oh, yeah, dude, the guy yeah. from the fucking Mayhem commercials. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, they're like Cenobite hunters. And apparently the, the Cenobites had uh, figured instead of just using the box, they're going to use all these different toys and implements to lure people in. So they have one person or one Cenobite that was found out when their, like, I guess their um, lament configuration was inside of a toy, like a kid's toy. It was like inside of a doll or something like that. And they ended up fucking summoning, summoning the Cenobite and killed it. Because uh, they found a way to destroy him, and just the overall story that ignores that Hell Hellraiser Four ever happened, because they're basically ignoring that whole story. Well, they do that with all the horror movies lately. Yeah, no, that's it... it's like they're making expanded or extended universes within their own canon universe. Okay. And they're just throwing off the Number timelines. One. With the new Halloween, what does it take place? After Part One. <laughs> How? That's what I'm trying to think, figure out, because what about two? Jamie Lee Curtis is in part two. Okay, how can it be after one? Because two takes off right after one. I'd be happy if this series had included Daniel Harris, by the way, and took place after five. I would have been happy with that. No. Remake three. There you go. I put it in the place of three. Mm-hmm. And then forget H two O ever happened. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You have to throw on it though. 
Huh. Have to throw in Daniel Harris. Yeah, Actually, she was pretty pissed off that they didn't even ask her. You know who you have to throw in? Who? Through me. Just as a no out of nowhere. Like Dude. Well, old he, retired sheriff. He knows about Michael. He could be the yeah, he could be the new the new Ahab. He could be basically uh-huh. he can be the new fucking um He can replace Donald Pleasons in a sense. Like you know, I could already see the scene like huh. Somebody's coming up to question him or talk to him or whatever, and he has grandkids running around. Yeah. One of them has one of those fucking pumpkin masks on running around. Oh, God, that'd be and great. And in the background, you hear, happy, happy Halloween, Halloween, With the silver shamrock. <laughs> and they're like, he's like, oh, let me turn on the music. And they do their conversation piece. Um, I would, like, write that scene so perfect. Danny McBride, what the fuck? <laughs> Danny McBride, what the fuck? Why don't we include these things? Um, yeah, that would have been awesome. That would have been like, a great way to write like, that. Just, We're just delivering fucking good ideas. Come on, Hollywood. Snap. Chop, chop. Let's go. <laughs> Make the shit. Uh, sorry, this is like ingenious weed that I'm smoking. I don't know what it is. Damn it. I'm on a day where I'm not smoking any today, so, which is why I'm actually making good sentences this week. I had to do some serious editing last time. <laughs> All right, people, so... Um, so yeah, you got five bucks, rent it, it's on demand. You can either get it on Xbox Live, PlayStation Now, or, or, or uh, PlayStation Network, um, and then Amazon, everywhere else you can get VOD. Don't go out and just buy it just because it has a cool box cover. I will admit, it's got a cool fucking box cover, but don't just go out and buy it for that. Um, if, you, if you go and get it, apparently, and, I, and I, this sucks too, because... It's only real special feature is a blooper reel. And Bloody Disgusting already showed that off a few weeks ago. So, <laughs> so if any, just run it. BloodyDisgustingDouchebags.com God damn those guys. Um, but the blooper reel was funny. It was actually mostly the director's character. Just doing shit. That's, it was mostly just him. The auditor fucking up, making all his weird shit. Um, but yeah. Go out and definitely go rent it. I mean, don't just jump out and buy it because you're a fan. Rent it first. Be smart. Come on, that's why video's on demand. You know? And I'm sure most all of you guys own video game systems. Come on. There you go. But, yeah. Even though we just gave the whole movie away. <laughs> we do every time. See it yourself. I know. Even on our, even on our written reviews, the short-sighted reviews, they're... They're short-sighted. Short, they're short-sighted, all right, yeah. They are. They're short-sighted, but they're also on the short side. And they give you everything you need to know, even spoilers. <laughs> because I'm an asshole. <laughs> I remember at first, when I first started doing those, I didn't even tell people there were spoilers until the end. It's like, oh, yeah, spoilers. Uh, I hate spoilers, though. You should probably put warnings on there now. I do now, yeah. Uh, okay, good. Don't Yeah, I actually went back to the old catalog. I apologize, you know. people. I did not know about that. <laughs> Yeah, Steve has nothing to do with the, with uh, with most of the articles. So. I'm just a voice. Sexy, sexy voice. Yes. All right, but anyway. Um, oh my God! They have the emoji movie on Netflix. Yes. Oh, holy God! Rate me. Hmm. <laughs> so what's that other one? Then scroll down a little bit. What's right next to the whole nine yards? Oh, 21, that's where uh, Kevin Spacey has fun with a bunch of young boys and probably raped them all by accident. 
Oh, MIT. Oh, yeah, he had some fun with these young boys. Look at that one, you know? Oh. It's like, yeah, he totally sucked up right. Kevin to get that role. The raping. The of... only person that didn't get any fucking sex in this movie is Kate Boswick. Mm. That's a shame, too. So, anyway, um. Yeah. Oh, and. Oh, Larry Fishburne. Oh, Lawrence yeah. Fishburne, whatever his name is. He's Larry. Uh, I, I think he goes. Yeah, I think he's casted as Larry Fishburne in Blackish. I think. I'm not sure. I know he's on that show. For a while, he went by Lawrence. Lawrence. Lawrence of Olivier. Lawrence Fishburne. And you find out he's black and you're like, Lawrence. Lawrence, what? See, that's why we like the the casting name for him in fucking, uh, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. He's Larry Fishburne in that. (laughs) Yeah, he went from Larry to Lawrence to back to Larry. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like, dude, just keep the Larry, man. You're cool enough. You always will be. Every about 10 or 15 years, you do a role, everybody loves you. Oh, God. And, um... John Wick! <laughs> and, oh, yeah, another series to watch on Netflix if you get really bored, if you haven't seen it yet. Um, check out fucking, uh... Check out The End of the Fucking World. It's a great British com- or British series. Only goes basically one season. Um, I can't imagine they're making another one. If they do, it's going to be hard because they killed one of the best characters in that series. So, Oh, I just gave that away. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> oh, God, you're such a dick. Hey, guess what? Dewey Cox, di- or Dewey Cox dies in Walk Hard. <coughs> yeah, because it's a biography and shit. And he dies at the very end after he performs the perfect song. Laughter. Oh, my God. Babies. Oh, God. Tropic Thunder. Tu Wong Fu. Dude, I remember how many times you made me watch Tu Wong Fu. It was fucking crazy. And this not really good at it. And this is no longer a supplemental episode, people. We are now a full episode. Oh, <laughs> uh, don't get me going, man. I'm Tu Wong Fu. Word for fucking word. Uh, P to the R to the I to the C to the E to the S. I'm a princess. <laughs> that is not how you spell princess. <laughs> Remember? What's fucking remember John Leguizamo's character again? It's like Chi-Chi... Rodriguez or Tri- something. Chi-Chi Rodriguez. Yeah. I just remember Noxzema Jackson and fucking... Uh, it's Beta Bo-Am. <laughs> Dude, Ricky, Philip and Alex's older brother, thought John Leguizamo was a woman. It's so bad. I got more legs than a bucket of chicken. <laughs> It was so I'll tell you what though Patrick Swayze was elegant as fuck in that movie and you know his his character Get your hands off my dick buddy <laughs> you know his character reminds me of uh, you remember that episode of Tales from the Crypt with Brooke Shields where, she, where the guy the rich guy picks up the girl walking in the rain takes her back to his house and he turns out to be his own wife uh-huh. and the fact that he like comes out and he's like all drag and shit pulls out the big axe Dude, that's what that's what he reminds me of in Tuan Fu. He's got that same look, the exact same. It could be because both actors have like those like crystal blue eyes and shit. And and yes, Patrick Swayze is a dreamy man. Look at him. He's gonna sing a song. He's just like Hedwig. Oh, uh, he would have been a great Hedwig. He would have actually. Cause some of the guys that got to be Hedwig after fucking uh, oh, a- after. Uh... 
I mean, come on, like, Neil Patrick Harris? Fucking Dexter? Dexter was a fucking, he was Hedwig. Tay Diggs was fucking Hedwig. I know, Tay That is fucking Diggs. amazing. That is so amazing. I was like, that was like my favorite thing. I was like, ah, oh, Tay Diggs, fuck yeah. Anyway, people, you probably tuned out already, but we're still going, and we're probably going to still be watching something weird, so... Stay fresh and Noxima Jackson and hopefully by the time you hear this you'll have started watching the season premiere of Ash vs. Evil Dead. Thank you very much. Oh, and shit, I son. fucking zombie drop that bomb, motherfucker. And fucking I Zombie and all of the other cool fucking shows that are coming back. Oh, uh, we'll have so much to talk about. Fuck yeah, because we can almost do weeklies on iZombie. And if they keep going with Lucifer. I don't know if they've stopped again for another two weeks or something. Or They're coming back, like, they're all coming back at the beginning of March. Like, oh. dude, I have, like, Lucifer's gone. Supernatural's gone. I don't watch Flash much or fucking Arrow anymore, really, so. Mm-hmm. I kind of lost interest. But I know Goldberg was in Flash. Flash let him go because he was the only free man in prison. He's Goldberg. He's Goldberg, too. He drops him off in, like, Japan or China. <laughs> That's fitting. Yeah. And then ran back to prison because he was in prison for some shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. See you later. Later, guys. And girls. And whatever you are. <laughs>